1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods.
2: That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's American All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture
0: come
3: come don't get me wrong I love the ladies I mean they read my engine but they don't belong in the newsroom it is anchor man not Anchor lady!
4: For the sake, kid, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not
1: married, I'm married. This is the Annie Fry Show.
4: Happy Tuesday! Welcome to the Annie Fry Show. Thanks for being with us today on 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, interesting show that we have lined up for you because we're going to speak with Jim Carfano, as we usually do on Tuesday, 20 minutes later than usual to accommodate a flight schedule of his. But I am very much so looking forward to talking to Jim Carfano about the status of the conflict in the Middle East and also what's taking place on the southern border continuously over and over again, really without ceasing. It sure seems. Knowing what we we can see with our own eyes and knowing that there are many people who are coming to this country and, and flooding through the system, I've seen this with my own eyes. I was able to this year go to the border uh, with the generous help of Americans for Prosperity Illinois and go to McAllen, Texas and see up close and personal what the situation is. And it's amazing how the ground zero for these individuals coming into our country, how much those areas on our border, the people who the people who are living a daily life with the influx of individuals coming here, they've learned how to live with it and just pass people through. It's not like they're all coming to McAllen, Texas and settling there, they're passing through and they're coming into the country. We know that we are struggling in a whole variety of different places in the United States. And of course, in the state of Illinois, our Senator Dick Durbin has an idea.
5: Says that if you're an undocumented person in this country, And you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like. You can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army, in the Navy, in the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces.
4: I wonder if Senator Durbin has asked himself why that is why recruiting is so difficult in the United States military right now. I wonder if it has anything to do with how, in many, many cases, people in the activist political industry have made it so that young people hate America. Young people despise what America stands for. They don't even understand what America stood for, and they're redefining what it stands for today. Why would you want to sign up to give your life for something, potentially, something that is bigger than just any one individual person why would you want to sign up for that if you hated it nobody would it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that we aren't addressing the initial problem and you know maybe maybe people are starting to turn around on this issue a little bit as they've removed that covid vaccination requirement maybe maybe some people are starting to wise up but it seems as though we've had to suffer in our military complex before we were able to say, you know what, maybe this wasn't the best way. I'm going to ask Jim Carafano about that. I'm going to ask him about uh, the usefulness of these individuals who are flooding into our country if, if we let them fight and serve for the United States of America, if they should be given citizenship. It'll be very interesting to see what he has to say about that. Our next guest, though, in about 15 minutes from right now, is named Larry Alex Taunton. I'm not not super familiar with him. I've been familiarizing myself with him, but I came across this post that he put on Twitter. I guess maybe it had gone viral. And he's got a show, which I think, is it mainly featured on YouTube? Yes? Yes. Uh, It's called Ideas Have Consequences. He's an author and a columnist. He's been featured in a lot of major national publications. And I found this thread that he posted to be really really important for this moment in time now you know you know how much i love christmas and i've been uh preparing for christmas for well over a month cuz i love it it just makes me happy i think it's something that brings joy into my home and i'm not going to turn away those types of things that bring good wholesome joy into my home but this also this thread from Larry Alex Taunton highlights something specific that is a really hot issue right now. He talks about that it's called Women Make the Holidays, literally. That's that's kind of the headline of the thread. It's the first thing he writes. And he's distinguishing his experience over the course of his lifetime and the role that women have in it. And what a bold statement. In 2023 to come out and say that women do something because we don't even define what a woman actually is. In our accepted public culture today, we're very apprehensive to say anything because we don't want to isolate people. Most of the people who are not really pushing themselves into the fray there, they understand what reality is. But they're not looking to upset anybody. They're not looking to make any. They don't hate anybody. They just know what they know. They know what you know. And they, they're they not looking to ruin anyone's day. In many cases, that's the way I am or have been. But there are just some basic truths that I think are important to highlight and to celebrate. Because as a woman myself, I am finding more and more and more. The things that make women special, women powerful the things that make women necessary are now being pushed by the wayside when people remain silent and women for what makes women women are being made to be um I don't even know if obsolete is the is the right word but women are being made to be fluid made to be uh, non-definitive when there are specific things that are only women can do those things. And you you know what those things are. Those are supposed to be championed by culture. That's how you value people, that women can contribute in a specific way. Now, most people are thinking right now childbirth, but it's not just that. That's the big one, but not every woman Bears children and a woman who doesn't bear children is no less valuable than a woman who does. However, there are things, there are elements that women bring to the table that on the whole men do not. And they are important things. And to celebrate them, not to exclude other people in the celebration of one generalization of women. If you are not somebody who fits into this category, that doesn't mean that you were being slandered or insulted or excluded. But there was a moment in time in my lifetime where we celebrated women pretty hardcore for the things that women do. Like, it was a big deal. It was kind of a feminist thing to do to lift up women and celebrate them for what they bring to the table. And we're going to speak with Larry in about 10 minutes, but I want to, before we get to that, I want to read to you this Twitter thread that he posted. And you can follow him on Twitter or X at Larry Taunton, T-A-U-N-T-O-N. This is what he said. Women make the holidays, literally. When I was a little boy visiting my grandparents on Vancouver Island, I would get up early with my Irish grandma. She'd sit next to me, or excuse me, she'd sit next to her aga-coal stove and chat with me while she cooked. The stove was warm and her Irish jaunty. I'd fetch her coal. And she'd teach me limericks. I did much of the same with my Alabama grandma, who, sorry, Grandma Henderson, had vastly superior culinary skills. What she lacked in witty Irishisms, she made up for in little tasty morsels she'd give me from the thing she was baking. The holidays were a treat unto themselves because everything took on greater proportions, greater significance, Christmas especially, The ladies would make goodies that would be the envy of Willy Wonka and decorate their houses in manners that proclaim the virgin birth of Christ, along with all of the Christmas traditions. My mom made our ever-changing homes. I was an army brat, and that meant moving a lot. Special. I would sit with anticipation as she made everything from turkey and cranberry sauce to fudge and shortbread. In the last week, I've been enjoying watching Lori transform our house into a Christmas wonderland. I help where I'm needed, but I mainly just enjoy watching this aspect of how the Lord made women. At this time of year, that female-specific gene manifests itself in all of its glory. And when you experience it, you're all the more grateful for it in a society gone mad. And where femininity, and I mean authentic, old-school femininity, is not only discouraged, it is actively suppressed. But it's hard to suppress that which is innate and the Lord made women with a capacity to make a house a home in a way that men simply cannot. We might provide for the feast or carve the turkey, but it is the women in our lives, in mine anyway, who create the atmosphere in which everything we associate with the holidays takes place. I can hear the groans as some read this. Oh, how sexist, how old-fashioned. Say what you like, but those of us with any sense at all know that this is true. Moreover, We know that we are the grateful beneficiaries of these considerable gifts. So here's to all of you, good, decent, hardworking women who unselfishly make our homes and our holidays so special. Thank you. That seems like a bold thing to say in 2023 to highlight women for their, as he calls it, innate ability to make a house a home. That's called homemaking. And... I can say that I as a full time working person who has to be plugged in most of the time, who's raising four children, who's married to a a public educator, as somebody who has volunteer work that I do outside of of my radio job and I do speaking engagements and I'm on the go all the time. I still have a home to make and I still love to make my home home a home for my family. And my list of things that keep me busy or keep me occupied or uh, get prioritized based on the responsibilities that I have on any given day don't stop me from attempting to do my very best to make a home. We have conversations right now about what is a woman, and the conversation is so far away from just being able to publicly celebrate a woman for doing something as basic but as needed as homemaking. We're actually moved the conversation so far away from that basic discussion into whether or not biological men should be able to compete in women's sports. We have degraded the value of women in our society so much that the things that make many women very proud to be women aren't even on the table for discussion. It makes men who don't want to walk into the world on a Tuesday afternoon and upset the whole apple cart a little more hesitant to look at the women in their life and thank them for doing the things that women do in our lives. We talked yesterday about how Gen Z and millennials are, A, not wanting to have children, and B, the ones who do have children are finding out that the village doesn't exist where where you hear so many people say it takes a village to raise a child. There is so much sadness that exists right now in our community. And a lot of times that sadness can be comforted with kindness, with nice words. And because we've surrendered so much of what we feel we're allowed to say, oftentimes I think we speak less kindness. So I hope that if you have found yourself being a little quieter about issues surrounding gender, celebrating women for what we all know. We know the answer to what is a woman. Everybody knows the answer to what is a woman. If there are people who don't fit into a specific caricature of what a woman is or what a man is, to say what a woman is biologically doesn't have to be exclusionary to anyone else. And if somebody doesn't feel as though they fit that binary, there's no Room in a civilized society to respond to that with hate. But there's also a necessity for people who know what is right to speak up with love and kindness and firmness to know what is true and to be unashamed of the truth. I hope that in 2024, plain speak, shrouded in kindness really really makes a comeback because reading through this twitter thread by a man who i've never talked to before but we'll be talking to here shortly an author named larry taunton and as i said he's got a youtube channel i've been going through it a bit before we had him on here reading him talking about how the women in his life that do the things that women want to do nowhere in this thread are we talking about how Larry makes the women in his life do these things? That's the absurd part of where this conversation traditionally goes. Women take joy in doing these things and extra joy when it is appreciated. And when Larry wrote this, I thought, wow, how bold of you, in honesty, how bold of you to just put this out there and how much it comforted me to think about what I do for my family, but ultimately to think about what my mother has done for her family, what my grandmothers had done for their family, and to truly value them for the women that they are. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to speak with the author of that uh, Twitter thread, which I retweeted earlier, but I'm going to retweet it once again right now so you can see yourself and you can react to Larry Taunton's thread. Um, and if you appreciate it as much as I did, let him know. We're going to speak with Jim Carafano at 125 and get the latest on what's going on in the Middle East and America's role in it.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back the to morning.
4: the Annie Fry Show. Appreciate you being with us this afternoon. A reminder, we'll speak with Jim Carifano today at 1.25 p.m. to get an update on what is taking place in the Middle East. So stick around for that. We're also going to give away another Cardinals 12 Days of Christmas giveaway prize pack. It's a bobblehead pack. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later in the show, but keep it right here on the Annie Fry Show so that you can be one of the winners of our 12 Days of Christmas giveaway with the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's get to our next guest. I'm very excited to bring on the show Larry Alex Taunton. He's an author and columnist, and I came across his Twitter thread and it it just it took me it took my mind. It took my heart. It took everything. And I just felt I had to talk to this man. Larry, thank you for coming on with us today.
5: Uh, thank you, Annie. It's a pleasure to be with you
4: so I just um I just read the Twitter thread in the last segment for my audience so that they could hear you talking about, how women make the holidays. And and the thing that really kind of stopped me in my tracks, I mean, Twitter, first of all, is it's a hell site. It's just a cesspool of,
5: of course.
4: anger. And when I came across your thread, it was such a bright spot. And I thought what you did was so bold, which is compliment women for being women.
5: Well, you're kind to say so, Annie. I, I actually wrote it. Um, with the expectation it would be deemed very controversial and I would be dragged across country. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but I thought, you know, there are these kinds of things that are not actually really controversial. I mean, it's just, it's just straight. I mean, this is just middle of the road, you know, commentary for, you know, for most of American history. And now we find ourselves in this bizarre culture that thinks it's okay to, you know, to turn women into men and men into women. And you know, the transing of children and all these bizarre things that are going on. And I, I was sitting when I, what, what inspired that thread as I was sitting in, you know, in front of my, you know, fireplace at home, I was just appreciate, I was watching my wife as she was transforming her house into, you know, she's getting ready for, we just hosted my youngest son's wedding. And so we were we were hosting a reception after the wedding at our home. and But this is what she does every year anyway, you know, So and she enjoys it. She likes doing it. And then she's giving me little samples of things that, you know, that are coming, you know, out of the kitchen. And I was just feeling quite nostalgic because I was mindful that, you know, as I was a child, a little boy, as I mentioned in that thread, uh, my mother's Canadian, but my father is from. From South Alabama or LA, as we say in the uh, colloquial <laughs> lower Lower Alabama. Um, um, but I, you know, my Irish, you know, literally off the boat from Ireland. Um, Irish grandmother, she had this old coal stove, and you um, know, had these you know these big thick lids that you you know that you put down over the over the top of the burner, and those were warm, and she would sit me on top of that. So much so that it had a little indention, you know, from where I'd sat on it and other grandchildren over the years. And, um, you would watch her just do her thing. And I would just sit there and, you know, and chat with her. And she liked that. She liked for me to be in there with her while she's doing that. And, and I liked it. And same with my, uh, South Alabama grandmother, who, as I say in the thread, was the vastly, um, superior, uh, cook. Um, and I would sit in the kitchen with her and, you know, and then with my own mother and now with my wife. And, you know, the kitchen in America is kind of a gathering place. Right. And there's often a reason for that. And I know that there are some women who would say, well, you know, he needs to do this. And he needs to, however you choose to divide the duties. But I come from a fairly traditional home. And in my own home is, is quite traditional in this regard. And part of our division of duties is I generally take care of everything outside the house. Today I had the pleasant task of, meeting guys who came to um, pump my septic <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then dealing with an electrician today you know my, my wife just kind of expects me to handle those things and I do and generally things on the in inside for the most part unless it's you know some kind of some kind of manual you know type thing she 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 does and she loves doing them and um, and cooking is part of that and I like kind of sitting there and I have my whole life just enjoyed sitting in uh, would a woman, you know, when she's cooking, and it's, it's. I think I'm not the only man, you know, who right. likes that. There's something, there's something very feminine in that. There's something very wonderful um, in that.
4: You know, we're speaking with Larry Alex Taunton. He's an author and a columnist. You can follow him on Twitter at Larry Taunton, online at LarryAlexTaunton.com. Um, the the thing that strikes me so much about you know your willingness to sit there and have these experiences and put them on Twitter and even know that when you're putting them on Twitter. There are gonna be people who do not like this, especially on Twitter. That's like where they're condensed in one place, maybe TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok. And you, you decided to still put it out there. And it was so rare for me to consume something like that, even though everything you said in your thread is so blatantly obvious. And yeah, the, of course. Vast, Anybody
5: with any sense that.
4: Yes, the vast majority of people who would read your your thread, if it were just in an article in you know a, a national newspaper or something, they'd go, "Oh, well, that was lovely." Now, maybe on a Twitter thread, they just come angry because most people do on Twitter. But the thing <laughs> that I am really—I'm 39 years old. I have four kids. My youngest is two. My oldest is about to turn 14, and. For somebody who's a millennial like me, I'm older millennial, but a millennial nonetheless, we still have those traditional experiences with our parents who are mostly boomers, our grandparents who are the greatest generation. And those are our traditions and our memories. But the culture that we're in right now, nobody talks about it. Nobody brings it up because you're just not supposed to. And I feel like in a world where we are supposed to scream at the top of the rooftops how we identify, that if you identify as a very traditional person, it's time you put that out there in the mix, in the noise for people to see it like you did.
5: I, I agree with that, Annie. And I, I also felt that it's important to say it because I don't think that what we're seeing in the culture, in, in terms of the annihilation of the distinctions between men and women, which are real, I mean, they're biological, Uh, Distinctions—they're not just biological; they're just innate, uh, emotional, you know, differences. We're oriented in very, very different ways. And the example that I often use is: I'm the father of four. Um, My children would skin a knee or something like that, and we're outside. They didn't run to me; they would run to their mother. They would all because they knew they were gonna get empathy and something different. And dad's gonna dad's gonna after a minute say, Okay, junior, you're fine. Now, you, you know, did. run along. <laughs> but my children to this day, they call me uh, and they're they're all now married as of you know, as of Saturday. Um, they will call me when they're in trouble. Um, that is to say, when there's in my children don't get into trouble. I don't mean like legal trouble, but I mean where there's a need. So it's kind of like dad is, you know, the fire extinguisher. So, you know, one of my sons calls me the other day. He's a very successful attorney, and he's chatting. And I said, okay, you don't normally call me up to chat. So what?" <laughs> that's usually your mother. So what is it that you're needing? And he chuckled and said, well, I was wondering. Since you, know, so- you asked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that tends to be the way most relationships, I was much closer in a lot of ways to my mother than I was to my father, but my father was who I went to when I needed a mountain moved. And I think that's just kind of the way it tends to be. But let me give you another little example that made me think of this and hence write the thread. Several years ago, I had a a very serious traumatic accident. I broke my back in, in, uh, in many places and my neck and shattered my jaw on the Mm -hmm. back of my skull. And, all my ribs, and I was in ICU for a very long time. And as a Christmas tradition, I typically take my boys to a bowl game, uh, to one of the college football bowl games. Mm -hmm. So I I had bought them tickets that year, and I'm out of the hospital. I've been out of the hospital for maybe a month or so, but I am not well, but I decided I need to do this. So we're gonna go up to Nashville and go see Notre Dame play, I think it was LSU. Mm -hmm. At the Music City Bowl, but it was it was unseasonably cold. It was that wet, southern, you know, cold. So it's let's say forty degrees outside, a light drizzle, and I am I am in a lot of pain. So I call a friend, um, she and her husband. They've been very dear friends of ours, and you might even call them you know kind of mentors to me and my wife. They're they're in their early seventies. I've known them for a very long time, and I called them up. They live in Franklin, and I said, hey. How are you guys doing? And I start dropping little hints <laughs> that I am in. And she said, "Would you guys like to come over for dinner this evening?" And you know, why don't you come and stay the night? And I was, of course, I was hoping she would say this because you know I'm I'm not doing really well, and I don't want to drive all the way home. And when right. we get there, and I, I I shared this thread with her, and I said, "This is part. You're one of the reasons I wrote this." We get there, and it's like she's been anticipating our coming. I mean, this was donna reed welcoming george <laughs> bailey home
4: <laughs> yeah
5: and we come into you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's after christmas and she pulls out a chicken parmesan which she knows to be my favorite and she i didn't even know these existed anymore But she had <laughs> one of these hot water bottles that she had put into the bed that i would be sleeping in oh yeah um i i didn't know there was such a thing like that anymore i thought that was just something i'd seen in cartoons and we come in and, and she has a fire going and there's her husband who is such a gracious host and they have a seat by the fireplace that they save for me when I'm there and I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm just just basking in both the physical and emotional warmth of the moment. As she's sitting there, you know, making this chicken parmesan and a cheesecake and I'm thinking and she pours me a hot um chocolate and anyway, the point being that she's so typical of many of the women of my generation that I grew up with, um, who were my aunts, my my grandmothers, my mother, uh, and now my wife, who are just such gracious hosts. But they also bring a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. They just they add a little extra something that that makes a house a home. And I feel like women like that aren't often appreciated at this time of year the way that they ought to because. I, I think, you know, you, you mentioned that you're, you're married, you have children. I'm sure your husband appreciates this. A lot of times we just don't think to say these things. Sure. We're enjoying them. We just, don't, we just don't say them. And I think it's important to say them, especially now in a culture where, where authentic femininity, traditional femininity is not only being um, annihilated, but being actively and aggressively suppressed. If, you like, if, if you're a contented uh, wife and mother and you're happy the left hates you right they hate you and i think it's all the more uh, important that we celebrate you
4: yeah uh, i that is that is 100% the sentiment that i got from your writing and, and just the appreciation that you had for the things that your your wife does that your your you know the, the women in your family have done for you and the thing that is so important is that you said it out loud even though you knew that it was not going to be necessarily the easiest thing for some people to hear and some people might get angry i don't i doubt anybody's anger on twitter stole even an ounce of your joy of watching <laughs> your wife do what she does in the household to, to get. Well, read
5: read the stuff. comments read the comments of some of the lovely women who have responded to say, thank you, thank you for saying this. Um, we so appreciate you saying this. And how many men responded by saying, you know, amen, 100%. Yes. This is also true. This is true of my wife. This is true. And I love the women, you know, who had responded and saying, that not just thank you, but saying, we love doing this. Yes.
4: yes. This is who
5: we are. We love doing this. And see, I think the way it is, the culture is trying to define it now is to say that somebody like my 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 wife or my grandma they were victims. They'd be they're would deeply offended by the notion that serving their family and their friends is victimhood. Mm-hmm. They don't see it that way.
4: Yeah, I doubt you've ever delivered orders of how to decorate the house and when to have it done by. <laughs> like...
5: not, not not once. <laughs> and again, I'm happy to help, But I do help. You know, they're I brought uh, you know brought in the tree, and I. I get on the ladder and you know put the star up and I you know you know the garland that's up high I do that stuff. But you know here she was doing this and then my daughter's in law who are all lovely people and at the time my future daughter in law but now is my daughter in law as the last few days they all come in and start chipping in and bringing dishes and doing all these things that you know I'm watching this over Thanksgiving and I'm just thinking wow Wow. And how lucky are all the men in this family that these lovely women do these things. and They do it beautifully and they do it with grace. Mm. And that's just that just to me is just it's just a wonderful aspect of the way God made women.
4: Yeah. Amen. Amen to all of it. I mean, the. The comfort and joy that you wrote about also brought comfort and joy to all those people who commented. And it certainly did to me as well. And, Larry, I would love to have you back on. I've, I've watched some of your stuff on YouTube and am intrigued by some of the bold things you say. And if you will, we'll have you back on again sometime I'd tomorrow.
5: be delighted to, Annie. You yeah. have a very Merry Christmas.
4: Yep, you mer- as well. Merry Christmas, Larry. We appreciate Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Larry Taunton, author and columnist, host of Ideas Have Consequences and on Twitter at Larry Taunton. I retweeted that thread. So if you want to go through and read it yourself, he's got photos in there and they're beautiful photos uh, that kind of go along with illustrating the story as he as he provided it. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's wonderful. And I think these sound, these sound like basic conversations to talk about. You know, and I really appreciate my wife for decorating the house for Christmas. Yeah, I get that that's pretty basic, but it's so unheard of right now to to celebrate something like that because we're not supposed to put women in those boxes. But in in the moving away from saying, that you know, this is something that women do that I like, we've now redefined to the point where it can't be defined what a woman actually is. And how do you celebrate her for that? So I thought he did a wonderful job, and I wanted to share it with you and hope it brought you the same joy that it brought me. When we come back, Wiggins America in studio. We'll get Ryan in here uh, to talk a little bit about uh, what stories are making him go, what? Ryan Wiggins in studio with us in a minute.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins.
3: What I have here for you is a bunch of stories that are going to make you go, what? Just like that. (laughs) Uh, The first one. What just happened? uh, Well, you heard the end of (laughs) that. The first one is. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Taking selfies is now considered a public health problem. And requires safety messaging. say See, I I think
4: I agree with the first half of that.
3: But it doesn't require the messaging. Uh, This is a review by the... Who's
4: going to read the message if they're (laughs) too busy reading or looking at themselves in a camera?
3: Well, if it's on their phone, maybe they will read it. It's going to pop up. Yeah, it's going to be a pop up. A review by the University of New South Wales concluded that taking selfies could actually pose a a public health problem. Referencing data from multiple peer-reviewed studies in both U.S. and Australia since 2011, the review was published saying that selfie-related deaths are much higher than anybody would have thought. It doesn't give the full results. It does just give you the mean age of reported victims.
4: What is what's happening? What's so
3: they're just saying that they're seeing the numbers rise. They didn't say what the numbers were. Numbers of of deaths while people were taking selfies. That's
4: a very broad. So yeah, like could, what you could be happen? Anywhere. Are you taking a selfie at the Grand Canyon and you fall in? They, Are they, you taking selfies while you're driving?
3: Yeah, they focused more on the uh, the natural disaster ones, I guess, the ones where you're out in in a nice place and you're. You're trying to get a nice view of yourself, not necessarily in the car, uh, but trying to get a, a a pretty photo of yourself. And they said the average age of those doing that who died, 22 years old and mostly female. So what are we supposed to say? You're supposed to say that's bad. You're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to say, oh, man, Ryan, that's so interesting. I guess we probably should have public messaging to 22 year old women. That, uh, it's not
4: going to stop them
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> at all.
3: No, it's like a surgeon general. What, well, like, where does yeah. the
4: public messaging happen?
3: I, I don't know the answer to that. Like, I don't know. And, and Like, what are you to say in this messaging? They hey. are so
4: distracted that they're dying because they're trying to get a photo of themselves, and the government is like, maybe we should put together a PSA.
3: Yeah, As they did say it's mostly aquatic deaths from falling from heights into water.
4: It's so sad.
3: It is sad. And what are you supposed to say about it? You're supposed to say, What? What? That's actually happening. Here's another one Woman arrested for shoplifting during a shop with a cop event. So there's a 62 year old woman. Uh, she was at a Walmart in Michigan, and she decided, you know what? This is a great time for me to shoplift. Unfortunately for her, and maybe she even knew this. There were 75 police officers in the store at the time shopping with children. This was an outreach where they have area children come. They shop with a police officer for their family. 75 officers in the store. She decided, you know what? Now's the time for me to take $727 worth of merchandise. And she was, of course, caught very, very quickly and they, they did it. They followed her out to her vehicle, I guess, a couple of them. <laughs> like, this woman's obviously stealing. So they just walked out when, to her car when with you her.
1: first When you first read that headline, I was thinking in my head that this woman went to an event with a cop to shop with a cop. No. And
3: thought, you know what, I'm going to snag this stuff right here. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. But if you see, I mean, it's not as if they were undercover. This These are cops y- walking around with children in a Walmart, tons of them. And then she decides, yeah, I think I'm going to take a bunch of goods. She was not in in San Francisco because under $1,000 there, she probably would have been let off scot-free. Where was it? Uh, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) What? Next report is that 6.9 million people have been affected in a 23andMe data breach. Uh, They suffered this data breach, and almost 7 million people's personal information people who use the platform opted into its DNA relatives feature. Uh, the hack has taken all, all this data from them and who knows why they've gotten it, what they're going to do with it. Have you guys ever done one of these th- Hell things before? no. No. I did. And I think it was 23 in me, <laughs> but I never got the results. I I, I sent off my swab <laughs> and because I it, got it as a did Christmas gift. you get a discount at Big Lots? <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw an ad on Facebook. I I I, sw- I remember swabbing my cheek. This was during 2021. I think we were still working at home, and I sent the thing off, and I never got the thing back. So I emailed them, and they said they never got it. So I don't know if the, it got lost in the mail. You never got it, <laughs> or if uh, they got it and never did anything with it, and then I stopped pursuing it because I forgot. Why did
4: about you? It. Why did you? Why did you do it in the first place?
3: Well, I got it as a Christmas gift, and so. Was w- it
4: from 23 Me? <laughs> <laughs> it was from 24 Me. It,
3: it was from Not a Hacker. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's probably safe then. So and I the did it.
4: O and not was a zero.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The E was a zero. Not a <laughs> uh, Last story. What? Wasabi is linked to really substantial boost in memory, which suggests that, Annie, you need to start eating more sushi. That's the only I'm conclusion I can completely draw. Completely
4: open to everybody's suggestions. From the, <laughs> from no problem listening to your suggestions <laughs> at all. Suggest away.
3: So, Anything else? I think uh, probably you want to eat some more eel, and the eel barbecue sauce on that is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, other types of sushi are fine, too. But it, do at some point include some wasabi with that sushi meal. That Perhaps you have. some fresh crab. That's what you think? That is all, that's not just what I think.
4: I'll take it under a very brief consideration.
3: This uh, <laughs> this study suggests that wasabi is linked to substantial boosts in memory. Is so.
4: sushi the only place you can have wasabi? Oh,
3: yeah, I guess you could just squeeze wasabi into a, into your mouth if you really wanted to. But
4: Those are the only two options, that's huh? That's
3: it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, Out of a tube. No. <laughs> but thank you for You're welcome. caring for me. You're welcome. In that capacity.
3: Well, I'm just looking out for you. That's all this segment is.
4: (laughs) That's exactly right. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
1: Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.